Welcome back to Timely Careers and Stories. On today's episode, we have Raj Subramayer, a career coach and an author. He recently wrote a book called Skyrocket Your Career. The link to the book will be in the podcast description, and all other links mentioned in this podcast will be in the description of the podcast. My name is Raj Subramayer. I am an international keynote speaker, author, and tech career coach. So I specifically help people in the tech industry to find their dream job and become successful leaders in the industry. Also, I speak at a lot of events on various different topics like AI, motivation, leadership, productivity, uh, motivation, and so on and so forth. Companies usually hire me for their private events to cater talks for them. And finally, I write for a lot of companies. I love sharing my knowledge on various topics uh, with the community. So I write for large publications and a lot of tech companies as well. So that is pretty much uh, what I do for a living. What made you want to get into uh, career coaching? So since 2012, I've been in leadership roles. And as part of those leadership roles, I started helping people out in terms of their personal growth and career growth. I've done hundreds of performance reviews. I've done so many interviews. I've uh, helped people land different jobs. And I was doing that since 2012. And then in 2017 timeframe, a lot of people started saying, hey, you impacted my life. I got this job because of you. Uh, the ideas you shared with me helped me get to this level. They started give, giving me a lot of uh, feedback that whatever I'm doing for them has been helping them. That's when I started realizing that, you know what? I probably should start doing this more on a regular basis. So in 2017, I started my own company and I started doing career coaching as my side hustle. And then a couple of years ago, I went both feet in and I'm doing this full-time right now. What do you think uh, most of these people that come to you are looking for in a career coach? So this is a thing, right? Let's just set some context for your listeners. So currently, people feel stuck in their career they're anxious about their job security. They've been in the receiving end of mass layoffs. And there are some people who want to take the leap in their careers, but they have this fear of the unknowns. And I was in the exact same situation in 2008, where as an immigrant in the United States, I just had come to the US. And I still remember this vividly. I came to the U.S. August 31st, 2008, and September 7th, 2008, Lehman Brothers became bankrupt. And for those young listeners listening, if you don't know who Lehman Brothers are, they were one of the biggest financial firms in the world uh, based out of the U.S., and they became bankrupt overnight. And that kind of started the recession. So I came to the U.S. at that point of time, and I was in the exact same situation where Getting jobs was really hard. Being an immigrant, people were not ready to sponsor my work permits. And 
there's chaos all over the place and people were in panic, including me, like college grads, uh, people looking for jobs, everyone were in a really bad state. So I was kind of left with two options, basically. The first option was going back with half of my class uh, from where I came from, or the second option was do whatever it takes and see what comes out of it. And luckily I chose the second option, right? I decided to uh, uh, go through the fear and see what happens. So I see a lot of similarities. The reason I'm sharing the story is I see a lot of similarities where I was in 2008 to where people are at right now, where they are panicking. And those are the people who generally come to me saying, hey, I think uh, I have no control over what's happening. COVID has taken over my life and I've been laid off or uh, I've been doing everything it takes, but I still don't get that promotion. Or I'm a college grad. I don't know how to step into the tech industry. What do I do? Uh, jobs are really bad. So those are the type of people especially right now who are coming to me for help. And as part of uh, career coaching, what I start doing is first uh, analyze where they are at right now based on where they come from. They could be college grads, they could be people with less experience, or they could be people already in uh, leadership roles, but who are looking for a change. So we do a what is called a profile analysis where we figure out where they are from a LinkedIn profile, from their skill set level, from their mindset level. And then we figure out a plan of how we can identify different strengths, your different interests, and then focus on those strengths and then come up with like a three month or a six month plan and just work towards it. So that's usually what happens as part of my uh, coaching. Mm. So you, you've worked with like a lot of tech companies and you have a lot of experience with uh, tech companies. So what characteristics do most tech companies look for in applicants? That is different than like your basic, oh, use good, good grades, like a 4.0 GPA, had, uh, went to like a decent university, has a computer science degree. So what are like other factors that go into getting the, uh, getting the job other than like your education? That's a great question and is really relevant uh, to the current situation we are living in. So just to again set some context, I think the job market has changed drastically in the past five, six years. It's, it's not about what degree you have or where you went to school for or from. It's all about how we show up to the table and what your overall personal brand is and what your overall experience is. So what do we mean by that? So I believe I was um, just before the podcast, we were talking about this uh, uh, personal brand as well. And uh, I think this example would help people understand why uh, your degree is not the only thing which is important, but the personal brand is going to be really important. So say, for example, you have your favorite body wash, right? And you've been using it for over seven or 10 years. So what are the reasons you're using that body wash? It, it may be because of the color, 
uh, of the packaging, the fragrance, the pricing, uh, their durability, the um, uh, holdability, and um, different varieties, our options which are available. So as you can see, there are different facets of the body wash, which is making you buy that for over seven, 10 years, because it has so many different things associated with it. And our careers are the exact same thing. It's not only your degree, but it's about all other things you do, which is whether have you volunteered in some places? Have you got some certifications? Have you taken courses? Do you have a portfolio of different things you can show people? Do you have good communication skills? Do you have good soft skills? Do you have good body language? So there's so many different things which goes along with your degree. So coming back to your question of, okay, so what would be the different things you need to have apart from your degree to land a job in the tech space? I would say start with, yeah, of course you're gonna have some degree, but then you have to start analyzing different pieces of it. One is your LinkedIn profile. Your LinkedIn profile is the most, um, underrated, but most productive, most impactful thing you could have as part of your uh, job standpoint or as part of your personal brand. Because this is the thing, everything in LinkedIn is SEO information. Everything is indexed by Google. So what do I mean by that? Say, for example, you're a college grad, uh, just graduated with a, I don't know, biomedical engineering, right? Uh, undergrad in biomedical you have to make sure you put different keywords related to jobs in the biomedical engineering industry. So you, you would say, I'm not a biomedical engineer, so I don't know the keywords, but say for example, you're a computer programmer, then you would list down different languages like C++, C Sharp, you would list down uh, different development processes like Scrum, XP, Agile, and you put those keywords as part of your experience and, and different sections of your LinkedIn profile. And then what's going to happen is when recruiters actually search for your name, they won't search for your name, but search for your job position or a job requirement, then your name is going to get picked up because on your LinkedIn profile, you use that particular word, say, for example, uh, Java programming, right? If you had mentioned that, and if they search for Java, then you could be in the top 10 results of Google. So that's why your LinkedIn profile is your baby. It's the most important thing you could do. Uh, for people who are listening, if you don't have a LinkedIn profile, press pause on this podcast right now. Go create a LinkedIn profile and then come back and listen because that's the most important thing. So we talked about LinkedIn profile. And then another thing to do is continuously invest in yourself. So right now there's so many different courses available. Khan Academy, in, in the Khan Academy and Udemy, um, you have Coursera. And then if you want to learn programming, uh, you have Code Academy and so many different online resources. So you could take this time to learn things which are not covered in your university, for example, if you are a college grad, right? And you could start analyzing what career options are there for your field and then start taking extra courses. Even via LinkedIn, you can take courses as well. So what that's gonna do for you is if a recruiter comes 
and say there are four people he has an option to choose from. If this person had shown the proactiveness to have a kick-ass LinkedIn profile and also has taken a lot of different courses compared to other three people, he or she would be the person who's going to get picked up, right? Because the name of the game is standing out from the crowd, especially right now when there are millions of jobs being lost. What is going to make people choose you over other people, right? So your LinkedIn profile uh, continues learning. And then finally, of course, I can keep talking about so many different things which goes along with it. But one final thing to keep in mind, uh, just as a food for that would be um, your network. So in LinkedIn, you already have, probably have a lot of people you're connected to. So say, for example, you're looking for the next big opportunity or looking to get into the tech industry or any industry for that matter. You could first tap into your own network and see who is doing what you want to do. Say, for example, again, since I'm coming from the tech background, say you're a computer programmer, you have you got a what a degree in computer science, and you're looking for an internship or a full-time job, say in Google. I'm just giving you a random example. What you could do right now is go to LinkedIn, use the search bar, then type in Google. And when, once you do that, you're going to find a list of employees who already work at Google. Then see who is doing internships at Google. And then connect with that person who is already doing an internship and find out what it takes to get an internship at Google, right? This you could do first starting with your own network by going into your network and see who is from Google, who's doing internship. That is one approach, tapping into your own network. The second approach is the one which I'm saying where you put in stuff in the search bar and then you can find out uh, employees who work there and then cold message them, but give uh, send them a personalized message, personalized message. So what do I mean by that? Sticking with this Google internship example, what you could do is say, I'm working at Google already as an intern. What you could do is, hey Raj, I saw that you are interning at Google, they're super cool. And then before you continue, look at my profile and see what my interest areas are. I've mentioned different things about uh, some certification, some leadership courses, or I've mentioned different things in my profile. Use one or two of those things as icebreaker conversations. So what you could do is you would say, it's cool that, hey, I just saw that you're working as an intern at Google and looks like you graduated from RIT as well. I'm an RIT grad as well. That's super cool. I was just thinking whether uh, you would have 15 minutes uh, to talk, to give me some insights into uh, how internship works at Google because I'm really interested in it, in it, right? So you're sending something personalized. You're not just saying, can I talk to you? Right. And no one is going to respond. But once you find something in common between you and the person, send that personal message. And then what's going to happen is 99% of the times, the person will be more than willing to help you out. So there you go. Uh, I shared LinkedIn profiles, growing your network, continuous learning, which could be part of the degree as well, which is going to make you stand out from the crowd. And of course, I share more strategies as well in my book, but uh, for the purpose of time, these are things which can get you started. Um, what would you give 
advice to people who don't know what they want to do as their career uh, as of right now? And they're just a little confused and just like in university or just studying and just doing as many courses as they can and keeping their options open, but they're not quite sure what they want to do in their future as a career. It's funny you ask because uh, I literally just helped my cousin get a job and she lives in Toronto as well. Uh, she just moved to San Francisco this Tuesday as we speak. But that's a great question. And a lot of people are going through the exact same thing. And and the funny thing is not just college grads, even professionals with 10, 15 years experience always have that constant uh, struggle with figuring out whether they're in the right career. And if not, what to do, uh, what things they could do to find that dream career, right? So we start simple. The way to figure out what career options are good for you is by doing a really simple exercise called the mind dump exercise. Uh, I make my clients do it. I make the people who attend my workshops do it. So this is how it works. Before getting to the mind dump first, just, just some context is uh, the, the reason you want to do this exercise and the reason you want to know your career options are, first thing is this. Say you're using Google Maps. Without putting a destination address on Google Maps, you cannot expect to go and reach that destination, right? And then you cannot complain that Google Maps is not working properly. And our careers are the same way. If you don't know what career options are good for you, you cannot complain that, man, nothing is working for me and I don't know which career to focus on, right? And that's why, again, coming back to this mind dump exercise, this is gonna be really impactful for you. So this is the way you're gonna do it. Literally take a paper and a pen, put a line, a vertical line in the middle of the page. On the left side of the column, write down all the things you love to do. On the right side of the column, you write down all the things you hate to do. Just by doing that for an hour without any interruption, you're gonna figure out a lot of things which are locked in your mind. And uh, you'll start seeing patterns once you put everything on paper. Right. So say, for example, in terms of things you love to do, you say that uh, you love uh, being creative, you love programming, you hate processes, you hate being micromanaged and you want to work on um, smaller teams. Then maybe being a software developer at a startup company is something which is going to be good for you. So similarly, you're going to start finding different patterns just by writing down all the thoughts and all the things you're thinking in your mind. Because sometimes when you put everything vis uh, on paper and make it visible, that's when you can start noticing these patterns. So based on this list, you're going to find out different career options which aligns with some of your strengths. And say you have five, six career options which have identified based on your strengths, pick the top three career options and then come up with a plan in terms of like a 60 day or a 90 day plan in, in terms of what you could do to reach those career options, right? So say for example, uh, you wanna be a computer programmer but you don't know anything about programming, but you like to be creative, 
you've done programming before, but not formally, and you were really interested in, in, in it, and then it uh, stimulates you, then what you could do is as your first career option is software programmer. Under software programmer, you're going to start writing down different things to become a software programmer. This could involve taking courses in, uh, say, Code Academy, and then um, and then talking to other uh, programmers and then figuring out what type of programming language they use, what type of tools they use, and uh, so on and so forth. So you have all these lists under the computer programmer bucket or career. And then you're going to map out those tasks, which you just identified, into actionable items. So every week, you're going to block one or two hours to focus on, the, on that particular task. In continuing with the same example, you would say for two hours every week, I'm going to take a course on, say, JavaScript uh, in Code Academy. And then you're going to block your calendar. And then you block that calendar for every week for the next eight weeks. So same time, same number of hours, you do the exact same course. So your mind starts getting in tune with it, right? So similarly, put all your tasks into your Google Calendar and come up with a 60, 90 day plan. And this is how you reach any goals you want. It's not only a career goals, it could be your personal goals, it could be a health goals, it could be a money goals, whatever that may be. Just by doing the mind dump exercise, identifying the buckets or career options, and then coming up with tasks to reach your careers, and then mapping those tasks to your calendar. That's the whole cycle of how you can do anything you want to. Um, there's a lot of ways to apply for jobs. You can either contact uh, the head of the company that you're looking into applying for, or you can go through LinkedIn profiles or Kijiji ads or Craigslist ads. Do you know of any out-of-box ways to find careers or jobs other than LinkedIn, of course? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, there are multiple ways to do that. And uh, that's how I've got my last four jobs. Uh, in fact, in the last nine years, I haven't uh, summoned a single resume. And my last four jobs was through my network and through LinkedIn. So here are some strategies for people who are listening, you could follow uh, to stand out from the crowd. And not a lot of people are going to think about these options. So first option is LinkedIn. So as I was saying, first tap into your own network and see who is already doing the work you want to do at a particular company. Start gathering information about what they need, what they use on a daily basis. Then next thing is cold messaging in LinkedIn, which I was saying where you search for the name of the company uh, on the search bar on LinkedIn, then you're gonna get a list of names of people working in the company and then connect with some person who more relates to what you want to do in the future and send them a personalized message. Just by doing that, you're gonna find out a lot of opportunities which haven't even been advertised yet. That's the beauty of doing cold messaging via LinkedIn. So that is a LinkedIn strategy. The next strategy is uh, attending conferences and meetups. So this is how it works. Say for example, uh, I know I keep talking about computer programming or software. Say for example, I don't know, uh, you are, what, what other uh, positions are there undergrad? Uh, so say you're, 
Stick with computer programming. That's a good top. That's a good job. Just, yeah, just stick okay, with it. Just stay with computer programming. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I believe in inclusivity, and I want. I don't want to uh, just keep talking about tech jobs. But since that's what I do, let's stick with computer programming, right? So say you're a college grad. And the reason I keep saying college grad and people with less experience is because your listeners are probably more mm-hmm. from this audience, but it does not mean that other people in other phases of their life cannot use these strategies. So sticking with college grants and sticking with the computer programming example. So what you're going to do is you're going to identify different conferences, software programming conferences which happen and right now with covid most of them are remote which is amazing so that so you don't have to actually travel so what i'm going to do is say i didn't find a conference called i don't know just say tech conference right there's a conference called a tech conference what are you going to do is start seeing who are the speakers who are who are attending that conference because usually they have a slack channel they usually have um, messaging apps where a lot of people start networking and communicating even before the conference. What you're going to do is check out the names of these people who are attending the conference and then go to their LinkedIn profile and see what they do. The odds are some of them will be software programmers already. And what you're going to do is make a list of these people on a notepad. And when you actually attend the conference in person or remotely, start connecting with these people saying, hey, uh, how's it going? And uh, uh, I see that you, you work in Google and we connected the other day about it. So you start talking with the people who are already experienced and then ask them information about, hey, how do you do uh, your job at Google? Like, what do they ask for? So tell me about it. I find it really fascinating. So what you're doing here is you're doing research on the people who are already attending the conference and then you're connecting with the selected few who are more relevant to your industry and then start having relevant straight conversations and then they are going to let you know about how they do their job what what their job entails and they could tell you about some job openings and things which are not even publicized yet right and the same thing applies for meetup groups as well go right now go to different tech meetup groups and make sure you attend them and meetup. It literally shows you all the attendees, take the name of those attendees, plug it on LinkedIn. You'll see who is from the software programmer role and start connecting with them uh, even after the meetup. So those are some strategies which people do not even think about. And that is going to uh, help you stand out from the crowd and uh, find out about jobs even before other people get to know about it. So there, those are some strategies we can implement right now. And uh, that is going to help you help you quite a bit. Uh, is there any advice that you would give to high school students or university students that are looking for their dream jobs? As in like, uh, should they focus more on their grades than their other experiences? Or let's say, for example, if I'm looking for a computer programming job, should I be focusing more on my Java homework or should I be working on personal projects? Uh, what advice would you give to somebody like that? I think it goes both ways, right? So for example, I'm Indian and people are listening. 
of course, from a Texas accent, you already know it's not born here, right? So uh, when I was growing up, I literally had three options, either doctor, lawyer, or engineer. <laughs> and then I became an engineer. Uh, but now I'm a tech career coach, which usually not a lot of people would have thought about, right? Mm -hmm. And the way I got into this tech career coaching, then developer evangelism and different types of jobs apart from just being a hardcore just software programmer is that i used to do of course i have a master's in software engineering as well so i've taken a lot of courses apart from just taking the course requirements you have to of course always make sure you finish your course requirement at least you're then i you know you need grades as well but apart from that i always kept kept an open mind to different things which I found really interesting. So for example, uh, in 2010, I had my full-time job. Uh, I was a software programmer. And apart from my job, I was constantly thinking about what else I can actually do, right? One of the things I always was interested in, but had a lot of fear was public speaking. Like even like talking to a girl would feel as if I'm going to get a nervous breakdown. I'm, I'm talking about that kind of person I was right before. And uh, I still remember this funny story during my eighth grade. I had this crush on this girl. She was super pretty, but it took me three weeks just to say hi to her because every time she passed me or I went near her, I started sweating. And then I started, I had the stutter, right? I'm, I was that type type like, and a wreck uh, growing up. So this continued till 2010 and I wanted to see what speaking is about. So I spent $3,000 of my own money to go to a software conference. And just to set some context here, if you're working for a software company, you never spend your own money to go to a conference. Either the company sponsors you to go to a conference or you go to a conference as a speaker which means the majority of the fee is waived because you're a speaker. But I decided to said, you know what, screw this. I'm going to spend $3,000 of my own money because my company wasn't ready to sponsor me and I was not a speaker. And I went to the conference. I saw all these speakers speaking and I saw some good talks and some bad talks as well. And frankly, because there were some bad speakers, that's what actually gave me confidence that, you know what? I've always been thinking about trying to speak. What better way than actually speaking at a conference to get uh, rid of my fear of public speaking? So I came back uh, from the conference in 2011 after connecting with a lot of speakers. And then in 2012, I started speaking in small meetup groups. And then in 2013, after seven months and 23 trial runs, I gave my first conference stock and it was a huge hit. And now fast forwarding to 2020, I'm an international keynote speaker. I speak in front of thousands of people. The reason I share this whole story is you always start with doing things which are assigned to you. It could be in your uh, master's program, undergrad program, because you have to do the basic prerequisite. You have to make sure you do the work, but in parallel, you are going to have different ideas. Don't 
suppress those ideas. Start seeing how you can uh, focus on some of those ideas, right? Because as humans, we have so many different things. We are not defined by just one thing. And part of being creative is in our DNA. So for coming back to your question of uh, what college, should college grads just focus on only what they're doing or computer uh, programming students, do they have to concentrate only on their coursework? First, first thing is 100% they have to concentrate on their coursework because good grades uh, for some reason, I don't believe in it, but for some reason, you need decent grades to get your foot in the door. But then what other things you do in parallel uh, by exploring your creativity, it's going to matter a lot because you'll never know how the things you do in parallel are going to help you in the future as well, right? Just like how Steve Jobs, for example. Steve Jobs, once he was fired from Apple, he took a calligraphy course. And there's no relation between calligraphy and being an entrepreneur and what he did for Apple, right? But then when he rejoined Apple, literally he took the idea of, from the calligraphy course to actually design the MacBook keyboard. So the ones we are using right now is because of the calligraphy course Steve Jobs took. So those are some examples of do your job, do your, do your task, but don't suppress the other creative ideas you have and make sure you spend time exploring them as well in parallel. And I think those two combined is what going to set to you apart from the competition. Uh, do you have, do you know of any uh, specific careers that you think in the next 10 years will be trending or I should say will have more openings uh, than others? So that's a interesting question. And it's also funny because uh, as we speak, there's so many new things coming up right now. Uh, three or four years ago, mobile was everything. Everything was mobile apps. And now we're talking about AI, which is artificial intelligence, then cryptocurrency, then blockchain. And then four years down the line, technology is again going to change and new things are going to come up, right? So. I would say to keep up with the current trend, artificial intelligence, cryptocurrency, blockchain, uh, those are all ha the happening things right now. But the one thing, with, but these things are going to differ as the years pass. But one thing which is going to stick and be common, no matter what changes, is your quest for knowledge and your uh, interest in continuous uh, investment in yourself, right? So my advice would be, instead of focusing just on the current trends, keep continuously taking courses and continuously learning about different things, the latest things happening, right? So just by doing that, you can easily pivot. So for example, if artificial intelligence, I won't say if, Artificial intelligence is a happening thing right now because I give keynotes on AI and uh, software. I know it's happening. So what you could do is just take a basic AI course from Coursera and you don't have to be technical. And what that's going to do for you is say you go for an interview and even you go there as a salesperson, right? Just having this AI context 
is going to set you apart from the competition because if there are other salespeople who do not know about AI, but you at least know the basics of AI and the company's product works on AI, you are going to have an edge over other people because the name of the game in this day and age is being jack of all trades and master of none. You need to have the basics of different things and literally any job you go to, you are going to use different types of skill sets because I'm going to uh, tell all of you this reality uh, to give you uh, insights into the world we live in. You see all these job descriptions when you apply for internships or full-time jobs, those are all just made up shit. So I was a manager leading teams of 50 people. I was uh, tasked with writing job descriptions. What I usually do is take other job descriptions from other companies and I literally customize that and then write it down, right? Because the truth is when you join a company, you never actually do the exact thing mentioned in the job description because it always changes. And that is the truth, people. So don't uh, marry yourself with the idea that you have to align with the job description. Instead, you have to continuously keep learning so many different things uh, as and when you get a chance and then keep uh, building your brand and keep building your credibility. All right, that's all the questions I have for you. Is there anything else you'd like to mention? Yeah, so just a couple of things I wanted to mention, which I think is going to be helpful for the listeners is um, a lot of people currently feel that they have to get internships or they have to get full-time jobs, but they forget you also have another option where you can do unpaid internships. When companies do not pay you, they're more willing to actually recruit you. And what that's going to do for you is, yes, I know it's unpaid, but what are you going to do is do an unpaid internship and for four months, learn stuff from the real industry. And when you screw up, people do not care because you're an unpaid intern, right? But what that's going to do for you personally is you're going to have all this experience and you can add that experience in your LinkedIn profile and your resume. And when you apply for an actual paid internship or a full-time job, these things you did during your unpaid internship is going to stand out from other people who do not have any experience at all. And I was just talking to another college grad four days ago, and uh, she was saying, yeah, she's been trying really hard for uh, getting internships and stuff. And then I said, why don't you try unpaid internships? And then immediately a light bulb went off uh, in her head, right? Because no one actually thinks about it. So my advice for people who have tried a lot of full-time job uh, applications or paid internships and haven't gotten any results yet, also do unpaid internships. Uh, you can literally search on ZipRecruiter and other job websites for unpaid internships, and you're more likely to get the job compared to other people. Just do that for three, four months, and then you can move easily to a, a, a paid job as well, right? That is something to think about. And secondly, for people who are applying for jobs right now, I would say strategize your job application process. So why I'm saying this is in 2009, I applied for 1,293 jobs, one, two, 
1,293 jabs. And guess how many callbacks I got from those 1,293 jabs? 10. <laughs> That's a 100, good guess. 150. <laughs> so I got four callbacks from 1,293 jabs. And then I converted one job and that it was not a full-time job, but then in, but an internship, right? And then I worked my ass off to actually prove to people that I could do the job. And then I got a full-time job. But the reason I'm sharing this example is when I applied for those 1,293 jobs, frankly speaking, for the first 500 jobs, I had no clue of what I was doing because I was panicking and blindly applying for any job which opens up. Don't do that mistake. What are you going to do is have an Excel sheet, okay? And for every job you apply for, in the Excel sheet, you're going to put a link for different jobs you apply for, the date you applied for, the contact person, the name of the job, and job description if possible, and then put have a column for comments. What this is going to do for you is when you're into the 50th job, right? All of a sudden, if you someone calls you, you don't have to think about, oh man, what job is he talking about? Instead, you can go to the Excel sheet and then literally find out what job they're uh, talking about and immediately get some context to give more direct and relevant answers to the recruiter or whoever calls from the company. And also for you, it helps to know what kind of jobs you've been applying for, what were the results and helps you analyze it. So strategize your job application process it's really important, especially during these times. Uh, so for those listening, if you go to my website, if you go to skyrocketyourcareerbook.com, which is my book website, but if you go to skyrocketyourcareerbook.com slash free resources, you're going to find all these templates. Uh, you'll find a job application tracking sheet template. You can find a mind dump template. You can find... Uh, a, a sheet for common interview questions asked. I literally have 200 different interview questions. I've attended hundreds of interviews. I've interviewed more than hundreds of people, right? Based on my experience, I have everything in the free resources section. So uh, you can add it to the show notes later because I think that'll be really helpful for people. And of course, um, if you want to connect with me, I'm super active on LinkedIn. So literally just send me a message saying, hey, I was listening to this podcast or just connect with me there and I would be more than glad to help you out. Uh, and finally, my new book is out. It's called Skyrocket Your Career, The No Bullshit Approach to Find Your Dream Job, Be Successful in It and Transform into a Rockstar. Um, definitely go check it out because some strategies which I mentioned in this podcast are just a fraction of what I actually cover in this book because I think this book is going to be really impactful for especially college grads to get their dream job. So go check out my book website, check out the free resources and uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate this. Thanks, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me and uh, you're doing great work and keep continuing what you're doing, man. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Don't forget to click those super useful links in the description and check out Raj's book, Skyrocket Your Career. Until next time, my name is Hashim Farooq and this was Tamli Careers and Stories Podcast.